On August 7, 2012, a young woman is killed in a car crash coming home from work. Thirteen months later, she begins sending messages to her boyfriend on Facebook. How could this be possible? You're listening to the Mysterious Bruise Podcast, and you're listening to the case of My Dead Girlfriend Keeps Messaging Me on Facebook. Quite impressed with your basement. It's not bad. Well, I mean, it is 70 degrees outside, so it's about 60 in here, so that's not too bad. We'll take it. Why did we stop Friday nights? <laughs> freeze our asses well, off on Sunday? You know, it's, well, it's still cold. It's just not cold right now. It's It was cold last Friday. It's just not cold today. Well, the three Sundays or four Sundays <laughs> that we've done, we've I have had to bring in the Arctic pullover. <laughs> Anyway, we are back on a Friday night from the basement, somewhere in the bowels of Georgia. Deep in the heart of Georgia. And we have a new, brand new patron on our lovely Patreon page. And his name is Mr. Colt Dupree. Welcome aboard, Mr. Dupree. What? We got one of the coolest five-star reviews. I think I saw it about 20 seconds before you did. It's my favorite five-star review of all time, okay? If you follow us on our social media, Twitter or Facebook, you have already seen it. But it is very much worth sharing. It I is, like the five-star. When you see it, it's five stars, subject line, yes. Oh, you going to tell? I no. I was gonna, I thought and I was then I was going to let you throw the punchline. It's all right. It's whatever. Okay, go ahead, Bonnie. <laughs> I do the reviews, man. You do the Patreons, I do the reviews. You, you fucking stepping on my territory. Five stars, subject line. Uh, okay. It, see, you didn't even give the guy credit. You got to give Mr., or I'm assuming a Mr., Excavator45. His lovely. Are you assuming gender? Cause, I am. Oh, Jesus, here we uh, go. I, I could be wrong. Could It could be whoever. Excavator45 can be ever whomever they want to be. But my favorite review ever, five stars. Title, yes. Subject, good enough. I fucking love it. <laughs> I mean. That's us. In two words, I mean, that's us. Good, good enough. enough. <laughs> like You, <laughs> you that, nailed it, buddy. That's exactly what I said. I was like, hmm, he got it. <laughs> he did. Yeah, we're not great. We're not bad. We're not bad. We're just good enough. We're good enough. Like, that's amazing. Thank you so much for that. Uh. Please reach out on social media. I'd love to talk to you because that's definitely. That five-star review will get you a free sticker. You're our, yeah. Yeah, send us a message on Facebook and we'll send you a free sticker for that one. Thank you so much. <laughs> that was awesome. Well, since our case comes from the great country of England. The Queen's England. Yes, that one. Hey, uh, Coy. Uh, Let and, me tell you who my favorite British person of all time is before you get to the beer. Yeah. The metal detector, Gary on Oak Island, the Curse of Oak Island. I absolutely love that man to death. He may be a raging asshole in real life. Who is this now? Well, who, the metal that? detector on. Uh, oh no, he yeah, Gary. He's like, look at that! It's a booby Tesla. <laughs> we found a bomb net. <laughs> 
I love that man. Yeah. He gets so excited over railroad spikes, He's hot like, shoe nails. Oh my god! No, my favorite part of that show is the narrator. Oh yeah. And they're like, "Oh, we found a coin. A coin on Oak Island. Could this be? could this be the Knights Templar? Was <laughs> this the untold treasure? Every yeah. leather from a, a shoe boot." <laughs> I like how Gary says uh, Could numbers. Could this be the lost relics of the... Samuel Wall? <laughs> he, he goes, one of them asked him, what do you, what time period do you think this comes from? Oh, that'd be the 1830. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Was it, what the hell did he... 1830. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the beer, man. Okay. Uh, we are drinking the very first beer that I ever enjoyed. That did not have the word light in it. And that is going to be Newcastle Brown Ale. I love that shit. That's good stuff, man. I love that stuff. They used to, you could find, you can't find it anymore. I don't know why, but used to, you could find the 16-ounce glass bottles at the gas station. And I would get one of them, like, just about every Friday. And that was my Friday, right the gas station right next to the house. <laughs> yeah. Beer in the brown bag. You about to incriminate yourself. Statute limitations is up because I can't find them anymore. Uh. <laughs> funny, funny thing is Newcastle has a Wolf's Blood ale. Oh yeah, I've had it. Yeah, and I remember finding it one time at Kroger, and I messaged you, and that was that may be the best review you've ever said. Yeah, and I uh, mean we can't say it. No. Um. <laughs> But no, I mean, speak. even the explicit warning that we have on our podcast does not cover yeah, your review. That was good. <laughs> no, a good story by itself. Incrimination. We were driving. Me, my wife was driving. I was in the passenger seat, and we had a, another couple in the back. And we were driving to Chattanooga to, you know, go to some bars and eat dinner. And I probably went to an escape room or something. I can't remember. But the moment we crossed into Tennessee, I hear from the back. I'm like, I turned around. I was like, what the hell are you doing? My buddy's like, ain't no open container law in Tennessee. And handed me a beer. <laughs> well, if I you said, are. Well, hell yeah. If you are in Chattanooga, I don't believe I've said this on the air, but if I have, oh well. Please stop by the Naked River Brewing Company in Chattanooga. They have a moon pie chocolate stout. And I can guarantee you. That is the best heavy stout I have ever drank in my life. It is amazing. They do not make many batches of it. A buddy of mine tonight went to Chattanooga to eat. He messaged me that he was going by the brewery, and I shamed him into getting me a four-pack of that stuff. Man, it is so good. But anyway, yes, they have some outstanding beers at Naked, hmm. whatever the hell I said. Naked <laughs> River, whatever. Boy, you gonna be I'm on top of yeah, Naked River Brewing Company. Yeah. If you're in Chattanooga, go buy Naked Brewer River Brewing Company. All right, man, we got we stop talking about okay, that. Let's shit. talk about everything else, but the Reddit. This story comes from Reddit, and the username that was posted on the No Sleep subreddit is Nate S W, and his his God given name, we believe, is Nathan. And he writes in the subreddit. It is Nathan. It's on his damn Facebook. 
Well, he could be making that shit up too. To keep his, you know, <laughs> we make up our names. He could be making up a name. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. He received a message on Facebook from his girlfriend, which is not out of the ordinary, except she had died 13 months previously. His girlfriend's name is Emily, and she passed away from a car accident in 2012 where she was involved in a three-car crash driving home from work when someone ran a red light and struck her car. She was pronounced dead within minutes at the scene of the crash. <laughs> that just reminds me of that. Uh, I'm sorry to make light of it. That's It's a very serious situation, but... That Ron White joke is like when the engine quit. Like, I've been drinking since noon, so I was like, take her down. I don't care. But the other guy was losing his mind. Hey, how? man, uh, uh, if the other engine quits, uh, how far will it ta- How far can we go? Like, right to the scene of the crash, <laughs> which is pretty convenient because that's where we're going. Yeah, the best line out of that whole thing was he obviously had more to live for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apparently. (laughs) But anyway, back to the story. I apologize. According to Nathan's first couple of Reddit posts, he stated that he and Emily had been dating for five Five years years, when the fatal accident occurred. Emily wasn't big on the idea of marriage because, in his words, it felt archaic, and she had said it gave her a weird vibe. But if she had been... Nathan states that he would have married her within the first three months of their relationship. She was described as vibrant, the kind of girl that would choose a dare every time. She was always happy when she was camping, but a total technophile. And she always smelled like cinnamon. He goes on to say, and I quote, That being said, she wasn't perfect. She always said something along the lines of, If I cark it first... And that gives you an idea of where this story comes from. Don't just say good things about me. I've never liked that. If you don't pay me out, you're doing me a disservice. I've got so many flaws, and that's just another part of me. So this is for M. The music she said she liked and the music she actually liked were very different. Her idea of affection was a side hug. She had all she had really long toes like a chimpanzee. Uh. Before you continue, I've I've instructed my wife to do something very similar to that. You know, I don't want, you know, tell the truth. Tell the truth, make it funny, and then end it with that ass, though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we, uh, before you worked at our mutual place of employment, I would play golf with two gentlemen, and we had uh, witnessed one lose his mind in the fairway one day playing golf and he looked like Sasquatch playing golf he just lost his shit and he was stomping around arm swinging everywhere and so we made a pact that whichever one of the three of us dies first the other two have to get up there and give the eulogy and if there's not a dry eye in the congregation from laughter then we have failed (laughs) that's what I'm saying man like make it a party yeah man I don't want I want it to be funny, and I don't want anybody to remember it the next day. Yeah. All right, Nathan would state that M had been dead for approaching 13 months when she, quote, first messaged me. So on September the 4th, 2013, he stated that he, that this is when the first message arrived. 
I had left Emily's Facebook account activated so I could send her the occasional message, post on her wall, go through her albums. Felt too final and too un-Emily to memorialize it. I share access with her mother, Susan, meaning her mother has her login and password and has spent a total of approximately three minutes on the website on a computer in total. After a little confusion, I assumed it was her. Now, on November 16th, 2013, he would post again stating, quote, I had received confirmation from Susan that she hadn't logged into M's Facebook since the week of her death. M knew a lot of people, so I instantly assumed this was one of her more tech-savvy friends fucking with me in the worst possible way. I noticed pretty much immediately that whoever was chatting with me was recycling old messages from M and my shared, my shared chat history. The, quote, the wheels on the bus comment was from when we were discussing songs to play on a road trip that never eventuated. Hello happened a million times. He would state that around, well, he would state around February of 2014, quote, Emily started tagging herself in my photos. I would get notifications for them, but the tag would generally always be removed by the time I got to it. The first time I actually caught one, it felt like someone had punched, punched me in the gut. She would tag herself in spaces where it was plausible for her to be or where she would usually hang out. I've got screenshots of two from April, April and June. These are the only ones I've caught, so they're a little out of the timeline I'm trying to write out. And we'll post a couple of these on our social media pages. But the two that he's referencing doesn't show a lot of tags. Um, it just shows there are two separate po pictures of Nathan. And again, the tags are real unambiguous. So it's hard to make out where the tag actually was. He would state around the time that he captured these that he, quote, I had stopped being able to sleep. I was too angry to sleep. She would tag herself in random photos every couple of weeks. The friends who noticed and said something thought it was a fucked up bug. I found out recently that there have been friends who have noticed and didn't say anything. Some of them have removed me from their Facebook friends list. At this point, some of you may be wondering why I didn't just kill my Facebook profile. I wish I had. I did for a little while. On days when I can't get out there, though, it's nice having my friends available to chat. It's nice visiting M's page when the little green circle isn't next to her name. And for those of you not familiar with that, that is the icon that shows that the person is online. And he goes on to say, I was already socially reclusive when M was alive. Her death turned me into something pretty close to a hermit. And Facebook and MMOs were or are my only real social outlet. Now, Nathan would send who he thought was a hacker a message on March 15, 2014, stating, Why are you doing this? Why do you keep tagging her? On March 25th of 2014, he received the following reply. And again, we'll show some of these screenshots, but it's this screenshot has the timestamp next to the date of 325. And it shows Emily... And it says, hello. And then she posts again, hello, hello. And these are about 30 minutes apart. The first two are. And then about a minute later, no, I'm sorry, about 11 minutes later, she posts hello again. 
And then roughly eight minutes after that, he posts, this is actually devastating. I don't know why you enjoy doing this. She responds within four minutes stating, oh my God, cinnamon scented candles. (laughs) He responds immediately. (laughs) Like, um, okay. He responds immediately, go to hell. She responds four minutes later, why are you doing this? Good Lord, man. Like, I think you should have embraced it, you know, like, just take it for what it is. Yeah. All right. He would go on to state in some following Reddit posts, quote, it wasn't until I was going over these logs a few months later that I noticed she was recycling my own words as well. My response seems to kind of, seems kind of lackluster here. I was intentionally providing whoever it was with emotional bait. This is actually devastating to keep them interested in their game. I was working off the assumption that the kind of person to do this would be the kind of person that would thrive on the distress of others. I was posting in tech forums looking for ways to track this person, contacting Facebook even. I needed to keep them around so I could gather, quote, evidence. Before anyone asked, yes, I had changed the password and all security info countless times. Huh. So they're accessing it even though... Yeah, he is taking the steps to alleviate it. Yeah. Very interesting. Now, on April 16th, 2014, Nathan would receive what he states is basically word salad which is just recycled conversations from previous messages that she had previously sent. And her post says, we should make our own jam, JFC, Samantha, nah, different, no chance of passing, no chance of passing, how many, question mark, garage side door, then side, then I with the star symbol, and then again, no chance of passing. It would be a couple of weeks, but on April 29th of 2014, Nathan would post that he hadn't discovered any leads and Facebook had told him the locations her page was accessed from, but since her death, they are stating that it was coming from, quote, his home, his work, her mom's house, etc. Wow. Then roughly 10 days later on May 8th, 2014, he would receive a message that he stated was the first original non-recycled message from her Facebook and it's <laughs> okay. It's F R E space E Z I N space G freezing. You're not gonna you're not gonna read the baked beans on toast one. <laughs> I didn't see that the one. Baked uh, baked beans on toast. I don't know. I just said yo. Ask Nathan. 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 He responds. I don't know what's happening. I don't know how you're still doing this. Please stop, Emily. Please stop. I don't know what's happening. And then my jumper's in the dryer and it's really cold out. Really cold out. Cold. cold. I see that one. Nathan, I please stop. Maybe I. I didn't get that one because the one between the beans on toast comes in between the one I had that's got the I star, I star, negative 12, negative 15. Yeah. yeah. And then it says I cold F R E space E Z I N space G. Fareezing. I don't know what's happening. And he says that freezing is the first original word she said. This has given me nightmares. That just will not end. I keep dreaming that she's in in an ice cold car, frozen blue and gray. I'm standing outside the car door in the warmth, screaming for her to come out. She doesn't even realize I'm there. Sometimes her legs are outside with me. 
And then he says, I'm really drunk. I miss you. Whoever's on this account, I don't give a fuck. Please, I keep coming home from work and expecting to see you at the computer. Shouldn't I just be used to that by now? She responds, uh, Oost? I guess it should it's say, just, just let me walk. Just let me walk, but she's missing the J. And that post would come on May 24th of 2014, roughly, what, three weeks after the jumper is in the dryer post. Yes. He would go on to explain that he wasn't really drunk that evening of the post. He states, quote, she wasn't an affectionate girl and it always embarrassed her to exchange I love you's, cuddle, talk about how much we meant to each other. She was more comfortable with it when I was boozed up. I got, I got fake drunk a lot. Her reply is what prompted me to finally memorialize her page, thinking it might help curb this behavior. It might seem innocuous compared to her previous message, it's pasted from old conversation where I was trying to convince her to let me drive her home from her friends. In the collision that ultimately killed her, the dashboard had crushed her. She was severed in a diagonal line from her right hip to midway down her left thigh. Oof. One of her legs was found tucked under the back seat. Oof. It's terrible. Yeah. The next post from Nathan is one stating that he was, quote, going back in time in an this one is dated August the 7th, 2012. He had posted messages to Emily, and this was the day that she had passed away. And he states, These are the messages I sent her the day she died. She was usually home by 4.30. This, alongside a couple of voicemails, is the last time I talked to her under the assumption that she was still alive. And then he states, You'll see why I'm showing you these soon. And in this post says, This is all him. Um, Gray Street somewhere. Hey, you on your way home, Emily? When you see this message, please ring me. Straight away, I rang, and then it's blacked out. And they said you left at four. I'm starting to panic. I feel sick in my stomach. Please ring me. Emily, Emily, answer your phone. Then the next post is a jump forward to July the 1st of 2014, and he posted screenshots of new messages from Emily's Facebook. He states, quote, I memorialized her page a few days after the message about walking. Until today, she had been quiet. She hadn't even been tagging herself in my photos. I don't know what to do anymore. Do I kill her profile? What if it's her? I feel like I want to puke. I don't know what's happening. I just got notification. I heard the alert sound. I'm just too afraid to swap windows and check it. I just checked the alert. I heard it as I was compiling all this together. This was the message. And in this one, you can see that her page has her name and then the last name's blacked out, Memorial. And it says, hey, you on your way home? Emily, when you see this message, please ring me straight away. Please stop. I rang so-and-so and it's blacked out. And they said you left at five. I'm starting to panic. Please stop. Cold. And then again, she posts... Roughly 15 minutes later, Emily, Emily, answer your phone. I don't know what's happening. Cold, freezing. The next post and the last one that I found, and I couldn't go back in on the subreddit, but the picture shows what looks like a room with a computer in it, and it states, that's my door, and it looks like you're on the outside of his either home or apartment looking through a, a window. It's got to be an apartment. 
uh, or I don't know. That's some, it's odd. That, it looks like um, a school door. Yeah, with, with the, that cross mesh. With cross mesh, small, uh, not very wide, but very tall window. And it's a diagonal, like diamond weave mesh. Yeah. It says, uh, quote, that's my door, that's my computer. I got the message three hours ago, but I didn't want to check it until now. Now I'm legitimately scared. I have no idea who took this photo. I'm on my tablet in my garage. Zen for now. Going to drive to friends. Forgot to open the garage door in my panic, so building up the nerve to get out to do that now. I should be scared. I've occasionally opened a heart just fucked up. It's not, it's very not me. And this is in all caps. She's more real to me in that state. And the picture's odd. I mean, and then she posts right under that. At the same time the picture's posted, it says in all caps, freezing. Now, Jezebel.com would do a story on this. And in the closing paragraphs of their story, and I noticed this researching it, they suggested that the Reddit users as a whole felt as if this whole thing could absolutely be perpetuating, that's the way they spelt it, perpetuating, a hoax. These things have happened on the internet once or twice before. Or he could be mentally ill. Many posters have suggested PTSD or a dissociative disorder. It is possible that Nathan is sending himself these messages while disassociating. Others are assuming that Emily's mother, stricken with grief, has been sending the messages or that a hacker is just toying with Nathan's emotions. Either way, once you read the full story, it's unlikely you'll be able to ignore the sounds of your house settling and you may have a hard time turning the lights off, mm. especially after you read Nathan's last post, a garbled mess of nonsense that's just might, that just might make your heart race. The thing that's most remarkable about this story is how commenters have come together to try and help Nathan. Well, what's what's the what's the last post? Because I don't see it. It's that one where he, um, the post in Reddit. It's not the the messages. It's where he, what I just read, where he says that I got the messages three hours ago. Oh. I didn't check it. I'm in my garage. Zen, you know, he's just rambling. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Perhaps it's because of the pain that Nathan's posts are tinged with or perhaps Nathan's experience is all of the other posters desire to communicate with a loved one that's passed on but the way that the users are communicating with Nathan trying to share their experiences or wishing him the best all makes almost makes this whole thing that much more touching than chilling almost and basically that's that's it that's there's the no, end of it there's no update mm -mm. there's nothing I went through, and there's like 6.8 or 6.4 thousand comments. I went through the first three pages, and Jezebel.com's right. I mean, there's nobody, and you would expect the trolls to be out in full force, but really, they didn't. They, you know, they kind of talked to him like they have had experiences with people that have passed or they get a sense of or a smell that reminds them of someone when they're alone and things like that, trying to help him along. And it's just, you know, we've said it many a times, the internet can be the greatest thing and the worst thing at the same time. Yeah, and I sim feel like... Simultaneously, it is. It 100% is. I feel like this is an example of how it could have turned to where they just 
belittled him, but they were, there was an outpouring of emotion for him. You know, there was a lot of people asking him, Hey, have you, have you talked with someone? Are you, do you, don't be afraid of getting help. It's not a sign of weakness. She would want you to do this. And it, it really, it will tug at you if you read a lot of those comments. It reminds me of the movie Frequency. Yeah, I mean, of course. But she's not, it's not, well, yeah, I mean, I can see that, but it's, there's no proof that she was in the past. No, 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 not past, but you know what I'm saying. I do know know what you're saying. And I'm agreeing with you, so stop yelling at me. I'm not yelling. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not raising my voice either. (laughs) But this is a, a different avenue for us because, and we'll get into it, uh, the theories on this, and we have three main theories that we're going to discuss. Mm-hmm. The first one is, this is 100% true. This man has somehow been able to communicate with his dead girlfriend. And the only way that they or she could communicate with him was recycling words from their previous messages. Almost like she's stuck in an in between the living and the dead. Yeah. And then we definitely know it's cold wherever she is. Yes. So we're going to get to the theory. Ow! Yeah, we'll go on to the, the next theory. The one, you know, the first one is this is 100% legit. The second one is this is someone fucking with him. He's being hoaxed. And whoever's doing it has a special place in hell. Yeah, uh, I just, man. I mean, we we know the world's a horrible place, but you always just want to, like, believe in your heart that good people out there and they wouldn't do something like that. But you never know. I mean, there's murderers, there's robbers, there's pedophiles, there's certainly people out there fucking mean enough on the internet to hoax him, you know. God, I just really hope that's not the case, you know. And then, the final theory is, this is 100% bullshit. Yeah, which, God, I really, like, you know, I found, we found this story on Reddit at first, and then during the research we discovered it is on a website called Creepypasta. Creepypasta.fandom.com. If you're not uh, uh, aware of Creepypastas, they're basically just made up scary stories to freak people out. They're very big. It's where the Slender Man came from. It's where a bunch of... Russian sleep experiment. See, that's the thing, though, man, is that that one is so well done. Dude, I I almost believe it. Well, so, there's another one about... God, I can't even... It's been years since I looked at this one. It was about um, either the guy was part of the secret space program or he was contacted by some a being somewhere. somewhere. It, it, it was odd. But it's well done, too, and it goes on forever. Well, in I mean, but here's what I'm saying is just because it's on that website does not necessarily mean that it is proven to be false, you know. Yeah, BuzzFeed did an article, and they state at the end that it's 100% false, but they have no evidence to back it up. Yeah. Um, of course, Snopes.com says it's 100% false, but... I don't believe anything they say anymore. Oh, God. 
some of the stuff that they say is false, you can research and find that it's not. But I don't know, you know, this one's a, a head scratcher. You know, part of me wants to believe that he is not hoaxing this. But like one of the people stated, he may be struggling with PTSD from it and has a disassociative disorder where he doesn't know that he's doing it. Or, you know, like they said, maybe her mom is doing it, but he had kind of looked at that avenue and said that the mom wasn't very tech savvy and hadn't turned on a computer very often. Really? So we would love to hear your theory on this. You know, we may put a poll on social media. Well, see here, I, I mean, I just really want to believe. You know, I want to believe in all the mysteries and paranormal stuff that we cover, especially this, because it could be proof of afterlife. And I mean, come on, man, who does not want to be absolutely proven that that exists? You know, however, if the religions are right and there's a hell, I mean, we're both certainly going there. So I may be driving the bus. Yeah, we need to straighten our fucking act up. <laughs> <laughs> we need to start uh, making amends and t- talking to people and apologizing and asking for forgiveness. Or And from last week's, we might be up there giving our confession, naming names. <laughs> <laughs> I must have listened to that song 600 times this week. We can't sing anymore. We're going to get sued. <laughs> In a sleepy little town of Pascagoula. All right. Well, I hope they sue you. <laughs> you can find me at The Coach on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it. I mean, this is going to be. Dude. I need some water. Come on, bro. I mean, we we are we're pretty much drinking. We're drinking brown water, pretty much. It's good brown water, but I need some water. Water. <laughs> Anyways, not not a too long of an episode, but there's not a lot of information out there. I mean, and it just abruptly stops. That's that's one of the things that I would I would definitely um, put it towards it being complete bullshit. Is just the fact that it abruptly ends like that. It's just oh, I'm freaked out, and I'm now I'm going like that's a clear cut cliffhanger ending you yeah, know if you were writing yeah and so i'm assuming that if it was true surely we'd have an update by now yeah it's been six years it's been six years he's not said a single solitary word so well you know he may be in lockdown covid you know things are different in britain <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs> if you have the internet so britain can't, won't let you no they, they're done with the internet during covid yeah they, they said, fuck it. Dude, COVID's so bad. Like, we had planned to, I was going to compete in Britain. I was going to the British Nationals Tournament in June. I was, we had booked it. It was booked. Booking dot, yeah. And they fucking shut the country down. And like, they they haven't, they're still locked down, man. They haven't scheduled it, so. It's in a holding pattern. Oh, God. But back at it, let us know what you think about this story. Um, again, what's your thoughts on one of our three theories? 100% true? 100% made up? Bullshit? Or is there some truth in it somewhere? 
Well, recommendations. I will go first since you're over there looking at me like all sideways. I know. I know. Hell no. I know exactly <laughs> what I'm recommending. Uh, it is a new podcast called Infamous America, and they do Dude, stop recommending podcasts. Different stories on uh, historical items, and in the short time that they have, they have seventy eight episodes, and they do. Uh, they start off with the Salem witch trials, and they do eight episodes on it. Then they do the Black Sox scandal, which is another eight episodes. They do Billy the Kid, which is 10 episodes. They do 10 episodes on Dillinger. They actually do a nine episode on Booth. And then they tackle Alcatraz, D.B. Cooper, Leopold and Loeb, Lizzie Borden, Texas Chainsaw, Bermuda Triangle. And the one I started listening to was Bonnie and Clyde. It's very good. Very, very good. It is very uh, well produced. There's some money back in this one. But again, that is my recommendation. You, sir, what is yours? Well, I'm going to recommend a podcast. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just really good. Um, it is based off the television series everyone knows and loves, Unsolved Mysteries. They have a podcast now. It is really good. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the one I sent you. I did. It's It's... They're, I watched a documentary about the Bridgewater Triangle, and they touched on the Huckamock Swamp. Dude, she was the lady describing the troll. 15 foot tall. <laughs> like, holy hell. But since, you know, it is a television show owned by Netflix and now a podcast owned by Netflix, they got the money to actually track people down and get interviews. Really good episodes. There's only like four right now. So and they're about thirty to forty minutes long. They're yeah. not very long. They're not very long, but they're good. I mean, check them out. They are good. Well, uh, you got anything else there, Slappy? Uh, like and subscribe. Go give us a five star rating. See if you can top. Uh, yeah. Uh, excavator. See if you can top him. But man, I I laughed so hard at that. That was the best. Yes. Uh, update. Good enough. <laughs> update on Slovakia. We cracked the top 60. We're 58. Mm. Slovakia. So if you are in Slovakia, I want you to reach out. I want you to reach out to us. Talk to us. Let us know what you think. Give us a case suggestion. I promise you, if you're in Slovakia, first person from Slovakia to, to recommend a case. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll put her on the front. It'll be next week. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> well, deuces.